Welcome to the family with Packmaster Ralph W. Basham, MD. Suzanne Plachette, Jr. <laughs> Andy Brant Bernard. <laughs> and we'll be right back to kick things off. Alex should be here. Whenever they bring her uh, scone and her coffee to her, she'll be in, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure she'll dash right in after <laughs> being refueled. We'll be back. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tommy, I never believed it until now, but apparently you're a pretty big deal. Was there ever a question in your mind? Well, you might say I was a doubting Thomas. See what I did there? Yes, how incredibly clever. Anyway, what's your point? Well, last month I was trying to find you a car to replace the Mafia Mobile and suggested leasing a Nissan Altima as it was impossible to find your first choice. I love that Altima, and I'm actually looking forward to checking out the all-wheel drive as soon as it's known. Well, apparently someone at Nissan was listening to us, and at this month, at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan, we can offer short-term 18-month leases. That's actually pretty smart. By then, the chip shortage will be over, right? Man, I hope so. The only chip shortage I want to hear about is Bilski dumping one into the bunker. <laughs> By the way, for the first time ever, Coon Rapids Nissan was number one in the state, and Burnsville was number two. Your Altima was actually one of the cars that put J-Lo on top. To learn more about short-term leasing, stop into Burnsville Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan. Let's pretend it's Christmas. Let's say rock and around. The Christmas tree, the Christmas Well, it's January 25th, so December 25th, January 25th. What's the difference? Right? Correct. Exactly. Yep. The sun is as high as it was before Thanksgiving. Thank the See? maker. Yep. Thank the that. maker. Look See? And to make our day even brighter, we have Tim Lammers on the line. Timmy Lammers. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great to be here, man. I noticed that Alex came brought in brought in a reusable cup. Sure did. See, look at her. And do you, do you have your reusable cup filled by the coffee place? No, I. It's a smoothie that I made at home. Okay, well, that's. I. It grosses me out when people people bring in their own cup, hand it to the barista to refill. <laughs> yeah, no, you it's one of the grossest yeah. things. Why they, is it gross? Because it is filthy. 
your Why mouth is all your mouth is one of the filthy reusable cups are get well, very gross. You bring I, in a clean yeah, cup, a, like when I I've you done that know, before. But you don't know that. No. You don't know. Other people may not. They may use the same cup that sits in their car for twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> That's true. Well, that would be gross. I wash that, mine that, that very frequently. That, that isn't your thing. I'm just saying. I'm projecting on. I know what, how other people aren't maybe as clean yeah. as you would expect. You can't project your cleanliness on other people. That's true. true. That's true. Well, they stopped I accepting like, reusable cups in places during COVID, at the beginning and of COVID, and bags for a while. But then that didn't last long. Well, well they should. They know. should. They should still do that. You, you take. So you have your reusable bag that you're going to take your groceries home in. You know, but you've had it at home. And the dog's been sitting on it. The cat's been sitting on it. God knows how filthy that is. You set it all out in the grass. Hey. The dog had peed and dives. That's the filthiest thing in the world. The grossest, so Ralph, the horrific thing. I, I'm sensing Ugh. that you don't have a great um, admiration of the unwashed masses. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't trust the great unwashed masses no, to be clean. People. Do. Oh well. That's enough. Well, let's put it this way: if everyone was as hygienic as me, no one would even know COVID is a thing. Thing. You're right. Well, but so. you're absolutely right. Mm. You you cross a line a little bit into neurotic. I do, yes. But so no, no, he there's doesn't. like a no, no. he definitely does. But if everyone was like me, it wouldn't be neurotic. It would be normal. Yeah. So <laughs> it would be status quo. Uh huh. That's true. Did did everybody see that video of those two older ladies that were pushing the black guy out of the elevator? Yeah. No. no. They looked like they were Oh possessed. my god, it's find out or you got to look it up. It's hilarious. They're sitting there with their masks, but they're taking their masks down to yell at him that he can't come in the elevator. And they start pushing him. And as they're pushing him, they're like, "Black lives matter." No, it's what? <laughs> it's like a computer with a virus, just like I executing mean, all of its programs at once. It's insane. It's, it's seriously, it's like watching a deranged, you know, I think, animal. I, I think I think this was produced. This would you be. Think it produced? I don't think so. I don't know. I think it was produced. You the I, I don't I think those ladies. Well, well, they were obviously like, saying Black Lives Matter because they felt guilty for pushing a black guy. So they were trying to like yeah. attenuate their counteract own guilt. Why? Their... Because Listen, they're brainwashed. These yeah. these two ladies are clearly brainwashed, yes. very unwell. Probably should be on Thorazine, but well. And to tell you the truth, we live in a building with an elevator. We have to take an elevator all the time. If somebody's in there and they didn't want me to come in because I didn't have a mask on, I wouldn't come in. I would exactly. just wait for the next elevator. So I, it's kind of on him a little bit that he didn't just... More than a little bit. Yeah, he shouldn't have gotten on the elevator. Well, it's like I wouldn't want to get fight. on an elevator with two people who look like demons either. The way that their, eye, their eyes were so wide open, it's like I'm surprised they didn't fall out. Well, it's like have These you people had problems. <clears throat> There's another mm-hmm. viral video of this woman, and a guy's recording her, and she goes... She's screaming at him, and she says, this is a gayberhood, and you're not welcome. And then he starts to try talking, and she just shrieks at the top of her lungs. <laughs> yep. I'm like, There's what? a lot what of mental illness out there that is not treated. What is That's happening? That's the sad reality. Ooh. Last Doug. He used to work in a uh, facility, and they don't really do those anymore. Oh. And those people no, are, all out, are all out. Have, they have to voluntarily the take their meds, streets. and they never do. Andrew? Now, I have to ask. Now we have the, we have Doctor Basham and Andy who studies this, this kind of stuff as well. Just for fun. Just I want fun. to know because I, I did read an article yesterday that connects being woke to high levels of alcohol use. Did you well, see that? Of course. Stress means alcoholism. Stress <coughs> means smoking. Stress means yeah. everything bad, basically. So 
basically what they're saying is that all these woke people all get together and they're all nervous about this, that, and the other thing, and they start to drink and drink and drink and drink, and then all of a sudden they're all really woke because they're drunk. <laughs> mm, I, I mean, don't isn't know. that amazing? I don't know that that's... So, so what you There's need, something going on. We, we need another group, and maybe they should be called W.A., Wake, yeah, yeah. W A, you know, woke anonymous. Mm, yeah, woke anonymous. It. I like that. But but don't you think that's probably true that these people are 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 just twiddling their thumbs and, and shaking in their boots because they're so nervous about the world and everything's horrible, but they don't want to talk about it. And then they get a little John Barley corn in their system, and all of a sudden they run their mouths and uh, beat the piss out of people's families. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that alcohol has to be a big part of that. No, oh, sure. What? Aberrant behavior frequently is associated with alcohol. Yep. That is true. No doubt about it. We have Never in my case. Craig but, yeah. on the line who wants to ask a question to Tim. Greg, Tim, Tim, Greg. Is is Tim Tim on right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm right. here. Tim, are movies over? <laughs> yes. Just in yes, general. They are. I'm answering it for Tim. Uh yeah, yeah. Tom's right. Movies are over. Oh. They're terrible. It, it, I mean, it, it, ebbs and flows. It really does. And you know, I mean, this time of year, especially, there's nothing out there. I struggle to find something to review every week. Just because nobody, the theater business is down and and then the pandemic. I mean, just for the month of January, it's a real dry month, I guess you could say. I I have to tell you, Tim, that I firmly believe that Spider-Man is, Spider-Man is the, it's the the closing chapter on movie theaters because Spider-Man beat all those new movies for the box yep. office again. Yep. Oh, yeah. Craig just dropped. Oh, well, yep. Craig just dropped? Well, he's down in Brownsville, Texas, you know. I do know that. I, I would follow that up until he gets back on the horn with us that, you know, how, how are theaters going to sustain themselves waiting for that next big blockbuster? Um, there he is. Jazzy. Jazzy, jazzy. I feel oh. like I'm on the Price is Right. <laughs> okay. I Come think, on down. I think Craig is back. Craig, Craig, you back? Answer me. Um, Hello, who no, is No, this it? is Polly. Yeah, Polly's oh, on the line, Polly. too. Craig's Polly. supposedly here, but I don't think his phone's working because we can't hear you, Craig. Craig, get that Brownsville phone working. Let's go. Let's go. So, go. Polly, right, what's how up? How about now? Craig? Hi. I'm okay, sorry. there he is. Well, there Something he is. happened. Okay. There he is. So we got Craig, and then we got Polly after Craig. So Craig, uh, basically, Timmy said that all movies suck, and I agreed with him. Well, That's I mean, him, I was him, though, but the yeah, thing is- <laughs> most of them do. I, I won't say all of them do, but certainly, you know, there is a little originality here and there. But mm. again, if if your movie theaters are going to be sustaining themselves on those blockbusters, and whoever thought that Spider-Man was going to do the business that it, it continues to do. Right. Um, that is such a rarity Tim, Tim, let me, uh, for let, the last couple of years. Let me ask you a question. Do you really think that mm-hmm. people are going to sit through that Batman movie for three and three hours and 15 minutes? That oh, movie looks three horrible. hours and 15 minutes. What Batman oh. movie? Uh, it's, it's more like, it's more like 
it's closer to two fifty four. That's still oh, it's not a long. But with trailers, <laughs> I mean, it's still, believe me, I mean, it's three, still long. Three then, hours of Robert but, but, Patterson know, pretending to be Batman. Yeah, it's called Ish. the Batman. Yeah. I didn't even know about this. No way. Ugh. And the thing is, yeah. though, is that if you look at the rest of the schedule for the year, it's crap. The only thing is that might bring in the people back to the theaters that Doctor Strange movie, but there the thing is that, is that, that was bumped till May. Like Yeah, that bumped to May. But the thing though is that I think Hollywood just got a rude awakening that woke movie Oh no. Oh, he's gone again. Yeah, he just yeah. Phone's not working, Craig. I okay, so the question I want to ask Tim then in I'll be Craig, okay? Are they ever gonna make a movie as good again as Eraser Head? Is it ever going to happen? <laughs> the problem is movies like Eraserhead by David Lynch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, David's got his niche. There's no question about that. But he's not <laughs> he's the got sort a of guy. <laughs> he's not going to draw. He's not going to make hundreds of millions of dollars with his movies. No. No, no. I mean, Craig, Craig named a couple movies right there. Um, one of them was The Batman. Uh, the Batman. And, and they're only falling on the sword there because... Again, when you get your runtime close to three hours, you're cutting the amount of times it runs during the day, which means lesser a lesser right. box office. But right. having said that, I mean, whoever thought that that um, Spider-Man No Way Home is it's a two and a half hour movie, and that still has made b- major true. money. But so you got so you got um, the Batman coming in March, and then as I mentioned, uh, Doctor Strange has been booted from March to May. So all of a sudden, it's like, okay, in between that time, every two months, how the hell are theaters going to keep their doors open uh, when you're sitting there waiting for these blockbuster movies to come out? And, you know, whether they're going to actually do the sort of repeat business that Spider-Man does, I, I really doubt it. You know, so... I, I, I don't know, Tom. We just talked last week on KQ about Maple Grove shutting their doors. Oh, uh, broke my um, heart. I love that theater. Oh, really? Yeah, and so yep, you know, closing. it's yeah, it's closed. Actually, I think oh, it's, it's closed, closed already. But yeah, oh, what's going to go yeah. there? What's going to happen? That's such a huge apartment or actually, It's going to be, um, I think, a home improvement sort of. I don't know if they're going to renovate what's inside. Or, or no, it's gonna be like a God, a renovation sort. I, I, I read it in one place. Some place that's gonna house a bunch of renovators. Well, this place says it's gonna be a housing store. A what store? Flooring, whatever the a hell. A flooring that means. store. Okay. Oh, really? Really? Okay. Well, then whatever it may be, it's too bad because it already tells you that. Anybody that's going to come in and who I don't know who the hell would at this point say, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to make that movie theater work. Hell, right. you're, you're you're waiting for Hollywood. And again, another thing that uh, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. But right now, Tom Cruise has already pushed back Mission Impossible 7 to fall of 23 or something crazy like that. So, um you got to believe that the other shoe's going to drop and, and, and Top Gun Maverick is going to vacate its May spot. He must know, he must have some sort of intel or something about the pandemic because that's been his deal all along is that I want the most people to see this thing when theaters mm-hmm. are open and vibrant. How they made a decision to push that back <laughs> a year and a half practically. Yeah. 
yep. is crazy. It's crazy. So, again, uh, I, that's the sort of movie that would have got people in the theaters. But, you know, um, they, they better hope for the Batman and, and Doctor Strange to hit because otherwise you're going to see a lot more of those theaters closing mm. uh, between now and, and, and May. So the, the theaters in Maple Grove, those are the ones at Arbor Lakes? Arbor Lakes, yes. Yeah. Yes. So there's not going to yes. be a movie theater there at all because the other movie theater... Well, wait. Closed, yeah. Yeah, that The closed. next closest AMC theater is in Coon Rapids. Jeez. Which is not <laughs> close. No. Yeah. Well, there's some in Rogers. There are, there are yeah, some theaters. Yeah, there's a movie theater yeah. in Rogers. Like, in pretty far away. Yeah. Yeah, they're all very far well, away. Yeah, I mean, for you guys, for me, it's actually closer. Yeah, but it's if closer. you live Rogers, yeah, but they, if you live in Maple have Grove, any, yeah, having to drive to Rogers to oh, go see movies, because yeah. we yeah. used to have to drive to yeah. Maple Grove. If you lived in Maple Grove and you had a theater to drive to that's now closed, that's true. You're you not weren't driving anyway, to the clearly. theater, yeah. so yeah. you ain't going to drive to Rogers. That is true. And yeah. that one ain't going to be around very long either. I yeah, and that one hasn't been open that long. No, the Rogers one. It wasn't there when we lived there. No, it wasn't. Nothing was. It, in you know, it's the thing is there. with the Rogers one. It's on 101 or off of 101. Yep. So it's not on any major thoroughfare or anything. At least it, it's between Rogers and Elk River or Otsego, one of those oh, two. Okay. But um, you know, Maple Grove actually had another theater prior to the AMC. It did. Yeah. I think it's yep. the building. Yeah. It, it's kind of like tucked behind. Like where J.C. Penny, which is also closed, up in that area, um, you could see it from from the six from four ninety four uh, or ninety four. Yes. Excuse yep. me, you could from see it from yeah. there. So that's the second theater in Maple Grove that has closed. So, I, I yeah, the, the problem is right now with these multiplexes, there's just so much overhead just to keep yep. the lights on. Oh, and they were already razor thin margins to begin with. Yeah, so it's 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 the, the the theaters are in trouble whether they want to admit it or not. Yes, everybody's buzzing now because Spider-Man's doing such good business. But you know what? Uh, behind that, uh, Scream open made thirty million, which is nothing no. it normally would have made, and it's already been knocked down to number two by Spider-Man again. I so wonder. It's just a very telling sign that things aren't happening. So we're talking about like the Batman is almost three hours long. I wonder, right. so right now the theater model is basically get as many screens with as many movies playing as frequently as possible. But see, mm -hmm. the thing is that throughout this pandemic, uh, stage plays have actually not been hit that hard. So I'm wondering if movie theaters should go that route and have fewer screens with yes. longer movies and more seating. Yeah, well, Possible. that's how it was when I was a kid. Yeah, what if like what if the movie theater has four screens, but each screen can seat five times as many people as the average screen does right now, and they only play really huge blockbusters? They don't just play every movie that comes out. Yeah. They only play Spider-Man or the Batman well, or whatever. Well, and that's like, I was looking at, we saw Sing 2 on Friday night. We took the kids and saw it. Which is really good, by the we way. We were going to rent I, it, but it's $25. Oh. Yeah, uh, Not worth it for two people. No. Um, we <laughs> went and saw it in the theater, and it was wonderful. But I was looking up, you know, different times and figure out when we should go. And there were, like, five movies at each theater that I was like, what, do you, what is this? I've never even heard of this movie. I, and I don't they were fall movies at all, and they anymore. were in theaters. And yep. I'm like, we talk about well, movies on yep. the podcast, and it's like I feel like I'm not completely out of touch. But there were so many that I'm like, what? I've never heard this in my life. Yeah. 
No, well, I, I can tell you, Alex, what's happening is um, a lot of these independents now, which normally would play at your uptowns and your lagoons only, are <clears throat> spreading out because, again, there's more screen space now. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I just was, my wife was just telling me, she read an article, they're actually renovating the uptown and it's, I think it's going to be 2,000 seats, but it's not going to be or maybe more, 2,500 seats, which tells me it's no longer going to be a theater. It's probably going to be a venue. It's probably going to be like a, a, an Appantages or whatever. You know, yeah. I don't know how big. But yeah, exactly. So I think it's going to be a performance venue. So, again, so there's more screen space. So, for example, there's this movie coming out, Tom, that I'm going to review on Thursday. I haven't seen it yet. I'm actually getting a screener link called Clean with Adrian Brody. Normally, you would have seen this. It's an IFC release on a couple screens but now it's like hey let's play in the theater where wherever you saw sing to alex i don't know where did you see it we went to the you know prairie theater yeah so it's 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 spreading out to those sorts of theaters now because there's actually room and theater owners they want something new to keep people coming through the doors so obviously they're rolling the dice and playing those smaller independent films and the independent films obviously don't have as much money to lose. There's not nearly as much at stake Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of times these actors do it because it's better quality material and uh, they take lower paydays. So there's, you know, it's not a hundred million dollar movie or $200 million movie. Um, So that's why you're seeing all these movies that you haven't heard of because again, there are these small films that normally would have played in art houses only. Alex, how much was the theater to go see Sing, the four of you? Uh, we actually went with my brother-in-law, sister-in-law, and two nephews and niece, too. And the I, four of you. I, mean, I can't, I don't know, because I bought the yes. tickets for everybody. Mm. And well, then how they, much was it for eight? Well, and then they whatever. paid me back. I'm trying to remember how much it was. Probably around Fifty dollars. That was just for the tickets for eight people. Just for the tickets. No, for the four of us. Okay. I'd okay. say it's like between forty and fifty dollars. So you had, the and then did you get uh, so a little popcorn on the side? Yeah, popcorn, oh yeah, we got popcorn, candy, candy, okay, and candy. sodas. Yeah. We didn't get sodas. We brought our own waters. Mm. So there's another deuce. Probably two deuces. Least, forty dollars. Yeah. I think there's, yeah. there's another. Well, I, I can never complain about that stuff though because. The reason that you're able to go there is because they charge that money. Pretty for much, those. yeah. But but that my point I mean, is that's how they keep the doors open. My point is, let's go out to the theater. Okay, let's spend fifty to a hundred dollars to go to the theater. And if you go to one of the nice theaters, you have a drink, <coughs> pizza, or something like that. You you know, so it's not worth the money. Yeah, and just I just said, sing, you can streaming. watch Sing Two at home for twenty five bucks. There you go. Twenty five bucks know, for unlimited for, amounts of people. For, by the way, for me, at problem. least in my life and with my yeah. children. It's it was very worth it to us I'm to not, go to the theater. I'm not questioning the value. No, no. the value. Absolutely, yeah, I, I agree. And Tim, I agree that the, the value is there, and I think it's a wonderful experience. And to have kids go to the theater is far different and, and more exciting and more uh, disciplined kind of thing than watching it at home. Mm-hmm. So there's it, there's uh-huh. pieces of the reason for that. But the average person going to the theater yeah. for fifty to a hundred dollars. Not everyone's got a hundred bucks to drop on every no, yeah. the latest the, the movie oppo- coming oh, out. Of the, the opportunity cost is mm-hmm. a six month uh, subscription to something yeah, to let you there, see as many as you want to see. Yeah, I mean if you watch a movie every options. week for a hundred dollars a week, 
you know, that's five thousand dollars a year. That's just there on are movies. options at the theater. You can go on two for yeah. Tuesdays and all that kind of yeah, stuff. They have, <laughs> cheap, they have cheap. You matinee. have to. Yeah. They have cheap matinees in the middle. Like we, yeah, they do. we've been to movies with the kids that it was like, oh, each ticket was six dollars because it was you know Saturday yeah, you in the to. middle of the day or whatever. It was. Yeah. I don't know. There are options, but yeah, it de- it definitely That's is still fifty dollars for four people. Expensive. I know that the um, city of Edina, you know, the the theater that was down on Fiftieth and France, yep, mm-hmm. that closed. The city of Edina yeah. gave that, the Mann family some money or granted them some money to yep. to renovate it and and open it again. Mm. So they must ha- yeah. see some sort of value about people coming into that area to watch a movie and. Perhaps get dinner and we all loved that. It. Mm-hmm. We loved it. If people go to the theater, they're in a yeah. commercial zone, which is what cities love. Yeah, you need people out and yeah. about. Yeah. You need to get out. I mean, you know, we've been get so out. cooped up for so long. <laughs> you do yes. you do need to get out. But one thing I was going to suggest, and, and, <clears throat> and only one theater that I'm aware of has done this, maybe two. Um, um, They've turned, okay, it's St. Michael, and they show movies, but they did this a while ago, and this wasn't response, responding to the pandemic. Uh, they turned one of their houses, show houses, into a performance venue, and bands, a lot of tribute bands come and play there. Hmm. And so it's a music venue in one regard, and that you can see films there as well. Plus, they did pivot a bit when they had the big open side of a building that they painted white to show outdoor films, to show drive-in films. And then the music was so popular outdoors during the pandemic that they actually built a stage to the side of the venue. So they're getting creative, they're improvising, and that's the way they're surviving. They're not just a movie theater anymore. They're they're an outdoor venue for uh, for music. They're an outdoor venue for movies. They're indoor venue for music, indoor venue for movies. And so, you know, I think part of it is on the theater owner to to get creative, to get those people in the doors. So I, I don't know, man, it, it's tough. It's tough. It's, it's always been a tough business to make money in any way. But once the pandemic hit, it's I'm shocked, yeah. honestly, that more theaters haven't closed. I think a lot of these big chains were they got the infusion of cash probably with one of the stimulus bills to keep them afloat. But the smaller ones are gone. There's no question about that. Uh, there was a, a friend of mine in Malacca uh, who's a listener to the KQ Morning Show and the podcast um, who owned a, a theater house in Malacca that had to shut down. And that's really unfortunate. So. Oh, that's too bad. I was just actually thinking, I don't even know the closest theater to me. Like if someone said, oh, let's go see a movie, I would have nowhere, no idea where to go. I'd have to look it up. Well, we you have move still. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. We're right after this with part two of part one. What do you think of that? Mm-hmm. Tom Bernard talking with Brad Huckle and Michael Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked a few times over the years about how North American Banking Company has helped local businesses when they're ready for expansion. We love talking about the success of our customers. One example is suburban manufacturing in Monticello. They create innovative products that produce clean, dry air that is needed during the manufacturing process. We recently helped them expand their business. Moving into a new building gave them the space they needed to add new equipment and production lines. We were able to step in 
quickly and provide the financing they needed when they needed it. When we help businesses like Suburban Manufacturing with their expansion, it's beneficial for our customers, but their growth also creates new jobs in our community. So they make stuff that produces clean, dry air for manufacturing after working with Bilski. Do they breathe easier with their business belt? We certainly hope so, Tommy. And that's no hot air. Nice one. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Tom here, and I really love my pillow. And now they're offering my pillow towels, 100% USA cotton. You get two bath, two hand, and two washcloths, 60-day money-back guarantee, and right now my pillow towels, originally priced $109.99, now a flash sale, $39.99 with promo code KQRS. This amazing deal is yours by going to the radio listener specials at MyPillow.com. Enter promo code KQRS. That's MyPillow.com, promo code KQRS. back. Alex was about to make a point. <clears throat> it's not. It's moot now. It's moot. Why is it moot? It's old news. Was, it's not, it was two minutes ago, know. Dad. Oh, Andy was just talking about how he doesn't know his closest theater, but I oh, said yeah. he moved into his house when his wife was pregnant and then they've had a newborn baby, so they haven't been at a point in their life where they're like going to see a lot of movies. The last movie no. we watched was Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. So... <laughs> Except, oh, wow. An exceptional film. <laughs> it was an entertaining movie. I will give you that. Yeah, it was. Hey, I wanted genius. to point out. I want to point out quickly. Bill Wright is the name of the guy in Malak. I wanted to call him out because he is a, a great guy, and he was working another full-time job while running this oh, second-run theater in Malacca, oh, and I God. did visit the place, and it was a nice place. And you know, Malacca is a smaller community, and people forget that how places like that are such of a great gathering spot. Uh, oh God, and that yes. really makes yep. me sad seeing seeing yep. a smaller place like that. Uh, you know, you just you can't you can't do it. You can't do it anymore. So I don't know whether their theaters are going to make a comeback or not. But again, if they're going to, they're going to have to improvise like St. Michael did, because I think they're doing pretty well. Or well, I shouldn't say I pretty. I don't know for sure. But if you got uh, uh, more offerings, naturally more opportunities for business. I will tell you this, people better get used to the new world because the movie theaters are going to be closed. Television, uh, local television is going to be out of business. Newspapers are already out of business. And radio is going to be out of business in the next five years. So it's, the world's going to change completely in the next five years. But, yeah. I believe that. But I will you know, say. And I don't know, do you think this pandemic sped that up or not? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it did. But digital just killed it. I mean, they just mm -hmm. massacred it. Except for Neil Young is arguing now with Spotify to remove his music over Joe Rogan's vaccine comments. Oh, my God. When are these people going to just let it go? He can make vaccine comments. That's, he has every right to talk about the vaccine any way he wants to. This is America. Well, Neil Young is trying to, to become be. relevant again. Yeah, he's When's the last he, time he, Neil Young was, like, hip and cool? Well, first of all, he looks like the Crip Keeper. That doesn't help him too much. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even recognize him. You Let's don't see. want to believe Neil me. He's always Young. been a. Ma I've talked to him a couple of times. He's a massive pain in the ass. He just is very incredibly yeah. arrogant, and I'm smarter than everyone. He's one of those guys. Doesn't it? It just sucks when you admire somebody's music yep. or their yep. acting, 
and then they pulled this bullshit like um, Alec Baldwin and, and oh, uh, going God. after somebody on social media and getting people to throw hate at this woman yep. when he just made an assumption, basically, yeah. about her yeah, being he at the January 6th riots when she wasn't. Yep. I mean, that's it's like, how do you support people like that? It, you know, it's it's really, really tough. I mean, Joe wrote uh, this thing with um, Neil Young. I was aware of that with Joe Rogan. Uh, you know, yeah. another one. I just love her singing. I love her entertaining. Great actor. Um, Bette Midler. She seems to spout off and has to She's eat nuts, her words yeah. off. I just wish that she would not do that because I really like her as a performer, you know? Those damn gingers. Yeah, those damn gingers like <laughs> Catherine and <laughs> Bette Midler. You know. Yeah, Joyce Behar. Yeah. They're all the same. Oh, well, no. You can, you <laughs> can have Joey her. Behar. I was like, oh, Joyce? God. Is it Joyce? Sorry. I was like, Joyce I Behar. Joy, Whatever her name is. Joyce? God, she's another well one. Well, with regards to Neil Young, who would name your band after a steamroller? Well, there is that. In a Buffalo Springfield. What a cheap name that was. <laughs> I well, he must Buffalo have got along well with uh, David Crosby when when it was back when CSNY. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Can you even imagine it? Oh God! They all that hate little... each other the way I shouldn't say that. I think that everybody hates David Crosby, and uh, and and obviously, like you get a volatile guy like Neil Young in there, it can't be fun. Stephen Stills was on the KQ Morning Show about ten, fifteen years ago. I can't remember when. Uh, it had to be at least 15 years ago because it was at 917 North Lilac Drive. So I'm talking to Stephen Stills, and I, of course, was in the record business, so I knew him a little bit. I didn't know him, but I knew him a little bit. Well, I guess I did know him. We weren't friends is a better way to put it. But on the radio, we had to jump on the seven-second delay because I was talking and talking and talking to him about this and talking about that. And, about and one of the other people on the show kept interrupting. Right in the middle of the interview, Stephen Stills on the radio goes, why don't you shut the fuck up? I'm Ooh. talking to Tom. Well, <laughs> like, Whoa. well, wow. well no. <laughs> you want to hear, if you want to hear F-bombs, look up on YouTube any sort of comments that uh, Graham Nash makes about David Crosby. Oh, oh, he yeah. hates that guy like there's no tomorrow. Well, David oh, is a weirdo. David's very weird. Yeah, that's true. Right, we, we have a caller, Andy? Uh, Wendy on the phone. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. Yes. Where'd Paulie go? I thought Paulie he's was still on there. Oh, Paulie, we will get to you in one second, Pally. Thank you. Anyway, Wendy, what's up? Thank you. I just wanted to let you know, you guys know there is still hope for theaters because the town that I'm originally from, Wisconsin, they have the most awesome little theater. Totally reasonable prices. I think tickets are like four bucks a pop. And they expanded actually during the uh, during COVID. Uh, people from the town supported it so much. They they were so busy making popcorn every night because people would come and just buy concessions every night. Oh, that's nice. And uh, now that they're back open again, it's full all the time. And oh, that's good they're, to hear. they know their audience. You know, people that don't want to go that far to see they're frustrated mm-hmm. because. I don't know, but I don't care. But the the dad, the daughter owns it now, and the dad that used to own it back in the day when I was in high school and worked at a grocery store, I know for a fact that they used uh, real butter on their popcorn, which is popped up in my book. Oh, yeah. Because he would come through once a month, and the grocery store that I worked at, he would order a grocery cart full of butter 
sticks of butter. And so, yeah, it's, you know what you're getting. And, and the east side of the metro, we're very time theater. During, um, during the pandemic, they remodeled all of their theaters inside, reasonably priced tickets, good, really good concessions, and the theaters are very comfortable. I mean, they're not these crazy, they have very comfortable seating, you know, and everything is really nice. And it's not at a price that's going to, it's, you know, it's at a price point that's not going to kill your family. So they do exist. Sometimes you just have to look for them. We will look for the. I hey look, I want to go see Coogan's Bluff at the Heights Theater again, like I did fifty five <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Coogan's Bluff. Coogan's Bluff, baby. Let's go. Careful, you're you're dating yourself, Tom. Careful. I am dating myself. There is no question about that. Wendy, thank you for the advice. That's great. Thank, thank you. Have Wendy. a good one. You too. Bye. We have we have Polly on the horn. Indeed. Polly, 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 how are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing all right. There um, he is. Glad to hear you. You started out. You okay? Um, you yes. started out the podcast with um, talking about mental health, um, the yes. world culture, and um, alcoholism and mental health and all that. Could have been more right. <laughs> That's pretty much all it goes. Is um, people get so absorbed in that and they isolate. Um, that's what I did. I mean, like when the George Floyd thing was going on, yeah. I just, that was all I was focused on. And, um, and then the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, and it just becomes a big thing. Right. I actually, for Halloween, I went out as, um, Bob Wiley from What About Bob? I got the shirt that says, don't hassle me, I'm local. And then, um, I didn't get the goldfish because I can't take care of, I can't take care of a plant. I can't take, so there's no way I was going to get a goldfish. Sure. But, um, <laughs> So, yeah, that's kind of how it is. And then the next thing you're talking about with Lammers was uh, that Tom Cruise movie about the next um, the next Top Gun. I think that my thoughts on it is that they keep dragging it out. They're not for it out because it probably sucks. It's would be my Well, guess, there's a point to know. be made there. <laughs> you know, we hope not. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe they're taking the time to fix whatever there could be. I mean, I know that the Mission Impossible movies have run, in, run into protection snags because of COVID, et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah, yeah look, there, there is an argument to be made that movies get pushed back because there are problems production-wise with it. So who knows? I guess the only way we're going to find out is when they actually do come out. But for a film to be delayed more than a couple of years for its release. I mean, usually when people would put things on the shelf, it was the kiss of death. So who knows? Who knows? There you have it. No yeah, question. my my next up, I have another question, too, um, about reviving theaters. Now, when I was a kid, I couldn't afford to go to a theater. I actually lived on the country, so it was like an hour drive to get to the closest theater. Oh, we know. But I was, I was thinking about some movies that... Um, you know, like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, The Karate Kid. I mean, in, in back in Tom's Day would would be The Godfather. I've never back seen in those Tom's movies. Day, back in the black and white days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. The talkies they called them. I think it was Laurel and Hardy and yeah. uh, The Godfather. Those were the two things when I was a kid. Anyway, um, well, anyway, yeah. what I'm saying is, wouldn't yes, it be fun to see those in a theater? Again, you know, oh, God, I'm surprised yeah. they're the not doing year, like nostalgia or revivals. Kind of to see that, you know, it would be an event. Yeah, yeah. Like you know what? 
Paulie, I got to tell you something. You you hit the nail right in the head twice because I've been talking to Michelle Mann. When she does open the Edina Theater, they're going to do a complete redo of it and really make it look really nice. And I want her to open it up with a special KQ slash uh, Tom Bernard podcast night and play The Godfather. We'll bring in some chow from maybe oh. Bar La Grasse or whatever. So, yeah, I, I've already been talking to her about opening that theater with the original Godfather. That would be wonderful. 50th anniversary oh, coming up, baby. Been, oh, yeah. How about it? Yep. You know how many it's been? What, when did that movie come out? It was in the 70s, right? So 72. It's been over almost 40 years. Yeah, and I'm so I was almost 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. So people been able to see that in the theater, experience Paulie, that. Paulie, I and, tell you um, something. And oh, one other thing is, Neil Young. Yeah. What other thing was Neil Young the guy that said more barn? Yes. He said more barn. He did, which I thought was pretty clever, actually. And then he turned back to being an asshole like he always is. Paulie, I want to tell you something before you go. The other day when you called in. And by the way, I'm, I lost another friend, and it's just getting really, really old. But um, I cannot tell you what that meant to me because I could hear the pain in your voice talking about uh, talking about my friendship with Louis Anderson and all the rest of it. That was very nice of you, and I will always be grateful. Thank you. Well, there's something about that, too, is I think about people like Adrian Washington. Um, and um, yep. Some, yep. some kid that's trying to do comedy in Minnesota. And um and ends up being successful. Lily yeah. Anderson paved the way for a lot of people just by working oh, super hard. Did he ever? No doubt about it. Paulie, keep listening. That. We love you, pal. All right, love you too, dummy. Bye. Thanks, man. Bye. I actually had a very weird dream about like not about Louie, but regarding Louie. So yes. we were at the Dayton house. Ironically, of course, we were just there's talking about shock. that. Yes, there's a shot. And Ethan was sleeping in Alex's room because oh. she was babysitting him. Did she I have kicked... the Mickey Mouse wallpaper up still? Mini. Mini Mouse. Mouse. Mini, so, not yes, Mickey, it was yeah. all Mini still Mouse. pink and everything. Oh, boy. Yeah, naturally. Good, good. But Glad I went in there to wake Ethan up, and Alex was playing just like random Louis Anderson bits, like on a speaker. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? And, and she said that she wanted to increase his presence in her room to like manifest him it sounds like me which actually <laughs> kind of does yes and then i started crying and then i woke up you started crying and woke up yep Very See, were you crying when you woke up yep like you were physically if i cry crying? in a dream i almost always cry in real life i don't know why oh interesting it's just a well, physiological yeah, response yeah, makes sense yeah. you said it yesterday you guys never knew a world without louis anderson you were little kids when you met him so That's you true. always had louis around and that is where we met him was the dayton house so yes you know. it is it, it, it is indeed and it's the latest one i gotta mention uh you know obviously it all started uh, with scott hansen a couple of months ago well it'll be a few months ago now scott hansen died at a very young age and then bob saget dies uh not as close to scott hansen and louis anderson but he was still a friend no doubt about it but bob saget died then louis anderson dies and then uh, my buddy bill died um he he was the CEO and president of Campbell Methune, where I started my voiceover career doing Northwest Airlines commercials at Campbell Methune. Uh, Bill Dunlap was a brilliant man. He was one of the nicest men I've ever met. He does not know this if he's up in heaven, you know. <laughs> he didn't know it when he was alive. But I wish I'd told him now. 
you know. I should have told him, Bill Dunlap, without him even knowing it, this was by observation, I learned how to treat clients from him. You know, when I go and sell, let's say, like sell the KQ Morning Show to, to you know, to Mike Bilski <laughs> or something like that, I learned how to treat people by watching Bill Dunlap and how he treated everyone, and that was everyone from the president of Northwest Airlines down to the local coffee shop. He treated clients extremely, didn't kiss their ass, didn't suck up to them. He treated them like an equal, that, that somebody he could work with. He was grateful. Um, it was never the the ass kiss thing. It was always being treated very professionally and uh, just a great guy. So, Mr. Dunlap, you never knew this, but I learned from you how to how to treat clients, and that's why I could tell you flat out, and it's a true story. There is no other radio guy in America that sells ads like I do, and that's because of Bill Dunlap because I learned from him how to do it. So that's just a fact. So we lost. Now we got like four people in the last couple of months. So let's put a break on it, shall we? What do you say? Yeah. That would be good. Don't you think, Catherine? So when, I'm sorry. I had to step out to cough my whole head off. <laughs> I should have cough again. Um, what? I was talking about Dunlap, that. when did he die? Uh, he, well, he died a, a few weeks ago, but they just oh. had an article about him in the Star Tribune. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Great guy. Just a great guy. Uh-oh. I learned a lot from him. That's always nice when you have a, somebody that leads by example. Yeah, and he never knew that I copied his style. I never told him, and I really wish I had because I, I hadn't seen him yeah. in a couple of years. But uh, I wish I'd told him before he died. I should have known. He was 83, though. You're not going to live forever. This is true. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so all those people, you know, Louie, a- Andy told a story while you were gone. Oh. Andy, can you... Oh, she wasn't there for that? Would you mind telling the story again? Because it's a great story, if you don't mind. Uh, about my dream? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> in my so my dream okay. last night was that uh, I was at the don't Dayton... Start tearing up, Mom. I was at the Dayton house with Alex, which is interesting <laughs> because the day before, we had just talked about how I always dream about being in the Dayton house. Yes. Yep. Um, and Alex was babysitting Ethan for some reason, and he was asleep <laughs> in her room. Uh, so we went up, and I went to wake up Ethan. And when I entered the room, there was a speaker that was playing random Louis Anderson bits. Oh, God. And I said, what are you doing? And she said that she was trying to increase his presence in her room in order to, like, manifest his spirit in her room. Mm-hmm. Kind of like almost like a seance. I would do that. And it when does she's sound like something you yeah, know. it does. That's what I said. It's it sounds, like sounds like nose. me. Sounds like me. Yeah. And You're the third person to say that. This by makes the way. sense. This makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and once she said that, I started crying, and then I Aww. woke up. Aww. And he was crying when he yep. woke up. Ah, that's very sweet. Very, I love very that. Sweet. You should write that down. Maybe you should uh, go home and play some Louis Anderson bits in your room, and maybe you can. Oh my God! Everybody's playing Louis Anderson bits everywhere. If that can manifest someone, there'd be like nine thousand of him right now. It's so funny (laughs) because um, everybody's playing the one the when he was on Johnny Carson. How old was he? Does anybody know? God, that was nineteen eighty. I think it was eighty eighty, or was it eighty three? It was nineteen eighty. Was it 83? I think it was well, November he would have of been 1980. 30 then. Yeah. He looked, his voice was so different. Yeah. Oh, his voice when was, he was totally young, different. He, was, yeah. he had hair. <laughs> <laughs> he had hair. Well, he always had hair. I was say, he always wasn't had as hair. big either. No, no, Not he wasn't. As big. But yeah, it, he, he just looked oh, like such a fresh faced little man. It was. Yeah. He did. But, yeah. but he, didn't, he didn't get 
invited back up to the set. Johnny, the ones he really liked, he would invite up to the set. Was he invited up to sit next yes. to Johnny? He was in the second appearance. The, the second first appearance, appearance right. he, he went behind the curtain, he went backstage, and Johnny went and pulled the curtain and said, come on back out and take another bow. Well, here's a post that, from Louis Anderson on Facebook with a picture of him with Johnny Carson. Mm-hmm. November 20th, 1984, 33 years 84, ago, I made my okay. debut on The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. Isn't that amazing? You know, 33 years at this age doesn't sound like that many years, but it's a lot of years. <laughs> Two at the time, so. You know. yeah. I'm almost, I turned 33 years old next yeah, Wednesday. You were I know, zero. but, you know, zero. double your life again. God, and it's, you turned 33 next, and I can't true. believe it. Sure Jesus. Know. You were born in that house, and, and, and the Dayton house. We you were, yeah. I wasn't, but I don't remember I was not that. born in the house. Well, no. No. I when thought you always house. said that. You were born like, in the driveway. Let's get right. I don't know. I know a lot of people that have their kids in their house. Do you um, really? Yeah. I wanted to have my kids in my house. Um, Not happening. No, I, I could have. I absolutely could have. What do you mean, thank well, God I could've. didn't? Well, because you had to, like, you had, Javon had heart things. Well, we she would have, she could have been taken to the hospital. That wasn't like a life or death thing. <clears throat> Still, it makes me nervous. You guys were both yes. born on a farm, though. Andy was born on a five acre little horse farm in uh, in Maple Grove, and Alex was born in. Uh, we were born in We lived in a house up in Dayton. So there you go. But in hospitals. Mm-hmm. In the ho- we were both born in a hospital, but we lived in those. I know, houses but I we always thought because you would always say like, "This is the house you were born in, and you were yeah. born here," and I always thought. For a long time. She's very literal, Tom. Younger. Very literal. Yeah. Very okay, literal. how about this? That I the was house? born in the house. Well, when you say you're born in this house, mm-hmm. you think I was born <laughs> in this house. Would, yeah. Whatever. Let it go. Like if I let said I was born in this room, you'd be like, <laughs> she was born go. in this room. She's not going to let I'm it go. not going okay, to. Okay, how about this one? How about this one? I was born in a hospital in Long Prairie, Minnesota, <clears throat> and that hospital is now a fourplex. <laughs> That's a little hospital. That's a tiny that, hospital there, baby. It's got was a prairie baby. Back in the old days on the prairie when Tom was born. Well, the, <laughs> like, the place where my kids were born was just an old house. Yeah. Oh, right there, yeah. On, uh, on uh, Chicago? Chicago, Chicago Avenue, Avenue yeah. yeah. It was just an old house that they turned Indeed. into uh, two rooms for babies to yeah. be born. They did work like a charm. There's no question about it. We should probably take a break here, huh? We got uh, actually Kristen Burt's not going to be on today. She was called to the set, so yep, she will not be set. on. Slacker, big slacker, <laughs> Kristen oh, Burt. So we're going to lean heavily on Dr. Ralph Basham the entire second. What's hour. new in plastic surgery these days? Indeed, is an obsidian scalpel yet? <laughs> oh, by the way, I should mention Ralph on my, about if you look at my left, the back of my left hand, you go to the wrist, you go up about five inches. I have this orangish red splotch on my arm. It's about an inch long and about a quarter inch wide. What the? Am I think I it means dying? you've got 10, 10 days to live or so. Am I dying? Is that it? Oh, I hope not. I hope not. Orange splotch. You went to the doctor one time for a mosquito bite. So, I did not. Yeah, liar. you did. Yeah, yeah, you did. Okay, we're gonna. I'm leaving forever. <laughs> I'm never coming back. That's all there is to it. All right, we'll be right back with hour two.